Hello. That was weird. And welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? I am drinking, slowly making my way through this sour shelf that I have on the top of our beer fridge. Yes. Uh, so I'm just, you know, it feels like summer today. It was 60 degrees today on the day we are recording. So I am just drinking like it's summer. I am drinking the Intergalactic Space Rainbows, Ooh. which might be my favorite beer name. Um, this is from Hoax Brewing, which is a place in uh, East Haven, Connecticut, that I think I've had the beers, their beers before on the podcast. I think I'm I've sure had the Raspberry Lime one. Yeah. Um, big fans. It's like this big, it was just saying, it's like this small brewery that does a lot of great sours. So this is a rainbow sherbet sour ale with raspberries, tangerines, and limes. I mean, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. It's almost like cranberry juice. It's, uh, it is quite translucent. It is, uh, looks very much like cranberry juice, like just a crazy uh, sort of like light red color. This is one I've had before, but it's been a very long time. I mean, it tastes sort of like that tricolor sherbet you had as a kid. Yeah, very tart, very sour. I do not find it that I know sour you don't. because I, know you don't. I am me. Um, it is super, super yummy. I like it a whole lot. I feel like you can really like taste, to me it's more raspberry lime than like tangerine. Would you say that you can taste the rainbow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to be clear, it doesn't taste like Skittles at no, all. I just want to It's just rainbow sherbet and uh, it tastes, that is, that is very good. That's, um, they do a lot of good stuff. You've really enjoyed them uh, quite a bit. And I think as we talk about like the last time you had, you, know, you think you've had it in the podcast before. Pretty sure last week was the raspberry lime. Was it? Might have been. Oh. You definitely at least drank a raspberry lime last week. I got you. I remember getting. I definitely had a raspberry lime. I got lime one last for week. you out of the fridge. I they have that. the raspberry lime that I really like. They have like a, a sour with. I was like, it's blackberry and pinot noir grapes, I think. It's just like a beautiful deep purple color. Uh, and then they have the apple pie sour, which is just unreal. Um, so they, I've now been able to pour all of my cannon and it is not quite as Yeah, no, it's a little, little chunky on the bottom there. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more opaque. Yeah. I wonder, does it taste different? No, it tastes, uh, tastes a little different. Huh. Um, it's quite good. And I was saying, I like love their artwork. This has like a really cool can that's like an ice cream cone. And then, like, one of the ice cream balls is, like, an eyeball, and the other is, like, a melting skull. And it's just, like... It's very intense. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan. I I like them a lot. Excellent. What are you drinking? Uh, so I am drinking... also drinking I'm also drinking a, a Connecticut beer. This we is even uh, this. Yeah, no. This is just, uh, just lucky. Although, much of our beer is still in the fridge after our exploits over Thanksgiving. I feel like it's we still a, a lot of... of breather for drinking and we're just now almost able to get everything into the beer fridge right uh so this is uh this is from uh stony creek brewing in um in Excuse uh me. I'm, wow. so, I'm sure the mic picked wow. that up i apologize guys uh so this is from stony creek brewing we've heard it talk us talk about it before quite a few times on uh the podcast uh this is the winter weight it's a chocolate raspberry porter uh it is very much like a uh, it's it's dark but it tastes like like a brownie with like raspberry jelly on top of it like it is very much a dessert beer um so it's it's really good for um 
know, we're recording after dinner here, so it's fit in the mood. Uh, but it is just a very, like, nothing too, nothing too, it's, well, it's really well balanced. Nothing too overpowering. Like, you get raspberry, you get, like, the chocolate and the bitterness from the porter, but it's still, like, kind of smooth and drinkable, like, uh, like a portable, uh, a portable, like a, a porter, not like a, not like a stout. Uh, so it's, but it's just a very nice, easy drinking. And while you're, you're, you're celebrating the today during the day when it was 60, I'm celebrating tonight when it is, uh, once again, back down pretty cold and it, the sun set pretty early, uh, as it does in winter. So I'm going with a darker beer. It's quite bitter. I mean, it, it tastes, it's good. I want to emphasize that like it's good, but like the chocolate in it tastes like baking chocolate. Yeah, it's, it's very like dark rich, chocolate. dark chocolate. Yeah, it's it's um definitely on the chocolatier, chocolatier, easy for me to say, side of porters. Like if you think about the Port City Porter, which is just kind of like, it is like... Uh, the raspberry was beautifully in that. Yeah. I'm a big fan. It's the, the if, the, if we're comparing the two, the... This, like you said, this tastes like baking chocolate, very yeah. dark chocolate, and uh, the the Port City Porter is kind of like like uh, a brownie batter, like or yes. like like a like a chocolate cake, like type of I mean, more chocolate. This is also like black. Almost. Oh, it's it's it is, it is like crazy. a very very deep uh, black, but you get at the very bottom. You can see like yep. some hints of mahogany, uh, but it looks like. You know, it, it's got a little bit of reddishness in there, and I wonder mm -hmm. if that's just like the the raspberry that's in the beer kind of reflecting. Uh, the side of the can says, this little hibernation helper is as cozy as a coat and perfect for those snowed in and snowed over shorter winter days. So it's a uh, it's a really good 5.9% you know, easy drinking. Uh, so a great beer. A really I love nice this one. can too. I always love this can in our beer fridge. It just looks like... It's pinky and it has like little metallic sort of like abstract birds on it. And yeah. Like, there's snow and I guess they're power lines, but I always thought it was a ski lift. I don't know it. how many we have left. I wonder if this is the last one. There might be one more. Hopefully there's one I more. just peeked through. Uh, this was one I remember when we were there. I was so excited to get it. It was, wasn't even on tap yet there. They no. had like they had it in cans in the fridges to go before it yeah, was this was Yeah, this was one of those. We'd go out on a limb purchase when we go to a brewery and we bought yeah. it without... Uh, without having tasted it first. So very good beer, really glad. It's been a wonderful, I had a lot of them. Uh, I think we got a six pack I and I think the most I drank of them was over like around Christmas. Yeah. It was just a very good like Christmassy beer. For sure. Uh, just a nice dessert beer. So yeah, a really wonderful one. And we're going to talk about some other really wonderful beers that we had uh, this what weekend. What a transition. Thank you. Thank you. I've got lots of practice. Almost Two years of, of practice. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary very soon. Uh, so we had traveled to New York, New York this weekend. Uh, we were up there to go see a, a Broadway musical. Uh, so we uh, had to drink the local had, had to Had to experience local culture, obviously, the beer culture, the running culture. So uh, we went up. This is our culture. Yeah. This is like the only culture that we know and experience. Pretty much, right. Uh, so we went up uh, on a Saturday morning, drank around a bit, and then on Sunday we ran. And uh, yeah, we're just going to try and recount a little bit of our, of our weekend. So uh, where, 
we got in and we immediately well we got to the hotel dropped checked in and then we immediately went to uh torch and crown brewing in uh lower manhattan what'd you make of it uh it was cool it was cool it was like a really cool space it was also hopping yeah like it was on a saturday afternoon was packed it was loud it felt like february of 2020 not february of, of 2022 granted you do have to be vaccinated everywhere inside in New York. So Diligent about it, checking them. Yes. So it, it was not February of 2020, but it was like, it was clearly like a busy place. Um, I thought it was great. I had like a couple, I think I had three of their beers while we were there. Yeah. I think we both um, had three because they did, they were not doing flights. So we, right. uh, which is a bit of a bummer. I would have liked to have tried more. I'm uh, stalling while I pull up my untap because I can't remember what I had. Well, I will... Uh, I'll jump in and talk about well, the first one I had, which uh, yeah. was a... Um, it was the... I'm trying to... I'm, I'm blanking on it now. Uh, the New England IPA that yes, I like so almost much. Famous. Almost Famous. So yes. Th- this is, I think, how we became familiar with this brewery. They have an Almost Famous IPA that has, like, a skull... Uh, the can has like a skull that has like the Statue of Liberty crowns on, and it's just awesome, like really iconic looking can. Yes, and you—it's a New England style IPA. Yeah, you really—it's so it good. It, I gave it a like a four point seven five out of five on uh, Untapped. It is uh, just absolutely delicious. It it, it was um, just so easy drinking, so smooth, tropical, fruity. Uh, while you know being a little bitter, a little happy, like all that stuff together, like it, it, I think it's a zero IBU. Like it was, it is excellent. And so that was like, uh, I think it was on the um, the advent calendar. So uh, the beer advent calendar, you got me. So uh, had was excited to have that again, and it made for an easy, easy first order when we got there. So I was like, oh uh, well, I know I want that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, what did you, you had a couple different beers. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just the time of year when I struggle to order beers. So the fact that, like, I had three beers that I like from this place should say a lot about yep. it. Um, they did have a sour on tap. Which is excellent. It had lactose in it. Of course. So I did not order it, but we were there with a friend who got it. So I got to try it sip and it was delicious. Like, I would have happily drank several of those if I could. Um, but I couldn't, so I was forced a little bit out of my comfort <laughs> yes. zone, which is fine. Uh, so I got the Comet, which was a Belgian strong ale. Oh, yeah. That sent you... Uh, yeah. It, I, I sent you there. is the right oh, way to go. I haven't eaten in hours. And I'm yeah. like, Kyle, should I start the day with an 8% beer? And he's like, you should. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um, it was delicious. It was... I like... My tasting notes are like fig and biscuit. It was very biscuity. It was, I mean, it was different from a lot of Belgians I've had. I gave it a 4.25. It was yeah. really, you really You liked it good. quite a bit. I did. I think it was my favorite beer that I had there. But again, I think that speaks very highly to this place because basically like what I drink are like Belgians and sours and wheats. Yep. And I, the sour had lactose. I'd already had the Belgian. There was no way I was having more than one 8% beer. Yes. So my next beer was a Session IPA, and I gave it a 3.5, Yeah, which I think for an IPA, like I think a lot of their beers were like zero IBU. Yeah, really smooth. Um, so I that was the Intersect. This was a cool one because when I looked it up on Untapped, I had the Intersect with Mosaic 
and Montuica. I don't, I don't think I'm saying that right. Uh, Ma- Manteca, Montuca, two different kinds of hops. And when I looked this up to try to log it, it was like intersect colon, and then it was like citra and like mosaic and like just a. T- they had a lot of different varieties of this beer. So the yeah. one that I had had those two hops. But I always think that's really cool. Which is interesting because the one on the website is actually different hops. Huh? So I think it was a different, even from what they had advertised online to what they had in the restaurant. It was different. I wish this was the only one, like Intersect, the one that I had was the only one they had on tap. I would love to go someplace that does something like this, but has like a bunch of them on tap. So I could like drink two of them back to back. What does the same beer taste like yeah. if like just the hops are different yeah. you know i think that'd be a really like cool taste experiment um but i feel like it's not something you see a lot there aren't a lot of places that will do sort of varieties of, of beers that they'll just like keep changing the hops up totally they find like a good base right a good, a good grain base and right. then just mix the hops around uh but i thought it was really cool and my i'm looking at my untapped picture which i took with uh the burger i had which was quite good yes i thought the food was yummy uh so yeah i also had the intersect which oh, I, you did? I did. I did. That was my last beer. I actually didn't log it because uh, at that point we had some some friends who had who had joined us, and uh, I am relentless about logging my beer. Yeah, I, I we were like wrapping up. We we were pushing up against the railroad reservation, so uh, we got moved from our table outside. It was just there was a lot of talking and catching up going on, and I just forgot to log it. So totally, uh, totally missed it. But that I, th- I remember it being a very good beer. It was uh, it was also what I needed because. After I had the Almost Famous, I went to the uh, the Wait For It, which is uh, a, a double IPA, a double like hazy New England Imperial IPA, all the things, uh, which was very good. It was not as good as the Almost Famous, I, I would say. I, it was uh, a little bit more like stone fruity to me hmm. and a little bit more, um, I don't know, I, I don't... I don't know if I want to say bitter or if it was just... It just wasn't uh, quite, you know, sometimes... Uh, Sometimes like double IPAs will be like almost like way too juicy and smooth for me, and I will because they're heavy. So I'll just uh, slam them, yeah. and it's uh, it could be a problem. So I uh, I did not find that to be this like this way. I had it, and I was like, I'm kind of good on this one. Sure. I, it's, yeah, stone fruit, bitter and full is what I put on my untapped tasty notes. Uh, so. Uh, all in all, th- like the three beers we had, I had I had sips of yours, liked them a lot. Uh, and I tried that sour as well, liked that a lot. I think this place just made a lot of great food, a lot of great beer. Yeah, had a cool vibe. Yeah. Had like indoor space, outdoor space. Um, we we had book, made a reservation for an outdoor space, but uh, New York in the winter, guys, it's really cold. It was freezing. It's when really we were cold. There. Uh, so we decided to. Uh, eat indoors, give the mask mandate, and um, you know, do what we could. Uh, and it was it was great. Uh, had Vax a had mandate, a, not a mask mandate. Oh yeah, sorry, a vaccination mandate, not a mask mandate. Just uh, to be clear. It was so yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, I I liked it a lot, and uh, yeah, we we had a really nice time. Like, could have definitely hung out there all day, but yeah, it's it's a city that never sleeps. Can't can't just hang out in one spot the I, entire day. Can I talk about the third beer I had there very quickly? Please do before, sorry. before we move on. Um, I had the Warp, which was a pale ale. Okay. And I thought this was very interesting because at this point, like you said, between like I had three beers, you had three beers, we got to like try some of our friends. Like we had, we got, we got to at least try a lot of their yes. menu. And so I was like 
overwhelmingly, like I feel like we can say, the place makes good beer. Like it's not like they have one good beer. There right. was a lot that was good. Um, but I asked the bartender because it is a pale ale, and I was like, "Is this going to be like really bitter?" Because I think it said like bitter in the tasting notes. Yeah. So I was like, "Is this going to be like really bitter?" And he brought me like a taster of it to try it, and like I didn't think. And, he, and when I asked him, he said like, "Yes, I think it's quite bitter." And I was like, "This doesn't taste bitter at all," it's crazy. which like has literally never, never happened, happened to yeah. me. Um, but it was really good. Again, like I gave it a three point five, which I think for like a pale ale is like a pretty high score. Yeah. for me. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty confident in saying that like that place just makes good beer. I yeah. wish they made a sour without lactose. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I feel like you feel that way. That's always. Most like, places at this wish. point. Um, but no, I was a big fan. I would definitely go back. It was just like a cool vibe. Like you said, like we definitely could have spent, I mean, as it was, we spent probably like two, two hours. hours there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's some place you could definitely like go and spend an afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so from there we went to a, uh, a very fancy, fancy cocktail bar uh, that our, one of our friends guided us to. So uh, not a lot of beer to talk about there. But uh, after that, then we were on our own. Our friends went home, and we were on our own in the big city. And uh, had, I mean, we had spent some time. I had spent some time looking up a lot of the craft beer. Oh, box. you were alone when you did that? I was, I was consulting you uh, as, as I Googled through various lists. We worked on it together. We'll say we worked on it together. I think it's fair to say we worked on it together. We worked on it together. So we had a list of various places uh, to go, and so we targeted one. The first one was Blind Tiger, Mm -hmm. listed as uh, one of, uh, like, the premier craft beer bars in Manhattan. Like, one of the, uh, like, from what I read about online, like, one of, like, the like standout craft beer bars in the country it was like supposed to be a must do whatever for uh people who enjoy craft beer suffice to say i know the clientele there was really appreciated i uh <laughs> given what we had read about it when we got out of the uber and walked into uh a lot of youths <laughs> Standing around, like, screaming. There was nowhere to sit. Nope. It, it was like a bar I used to go to underage in college. It, it was it was a, it was a, uh, it was a party bar, yeah. which is f- totally fine. Not, wonder, not the speed we, we were, were looking for. We were there at, like, what, 7? Something like that, yeah. it, it was not that late. I'm like, maybe if we had been there earlier. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I, I did not, I knew it was, like, one of the best craft beer bars in New York. I didn't realize it was, like, one of, like, the must-use. Oh, countries. it was, it, it like. Because it was a bunch of, like. Like, 20 somethings. Yeah, like 20 yeah. somethings hanging around. Like they could have been drinking Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe they're all just very discerning. Who knows? Uh, so we walked in. Uh, you att- I attempted to say something to you. And you said, What? And we turned around and left. Because I was like, Yeah. I'm not doing this. Uh, so we, we tried that. We bailed. And then we went on to our, our next spot. Which was uh, a very cool place called As Is. I love uh, that was this in, place. in I, I believe it was in Hell's Kitchen, if yes. I uh, if I remember correctly. That is right. Um, and it was much more our speed. We could sit down. We could talk. There was music on. There was food. There was good beer. But like, for the most part, like let's let's be real. Being able to sit down and talk was yes. like a huge plus. But this was another place that every craft beer, every list that I looked at uh, on. Uh, the various websites I researched stuff on uh, 
said this was a must do for crappier people in New York. So it was it was a really cool spot. It was really cool. I'm looking back at my like untapped picture and it was like all like brick walls and we sat sort of at this like counter seating up against the window looking out at the city. It, not that like at street level. Like yeah, it wasn't like level, it was yeah. like a roof view, but and like they had this really cool like neon sign that said fresh beer. Like it just it was like a hip place for like a 30 something exactly like it, it wasn't Which is like what we're looking for the place days. to be seen it doesn't seem like but it was awesome yeah really nice spot uh we we got a few more beers there i think that they had a, a variety of not only a variety of different breweries but also a variety of different sizes of glass i love being able to get a tiny beer so you were you were able to get i, I think i got a tiny beer I, I i kept getting uh you got big guys normal size ones but uh, uh you you got you went into the uh yeah, into small tasters. I got my first beer because I always like my second beer. I'm not going to talk about because it was like from Europe or something, and it was really really good. I think it was a Kolsch, but I like to try to like drink local when we go places. So um, the beer I got there was the S1 Mahogany Saison from Transmitter Brewing. Transmitter Brewing makes a goes that I got on Tavour that I gave a five to. Like, I'm a big fan of Transmitter Brewing, but it's like a small New York brewery that I had not seen, like, outside of Tavour, really. Right. So I was really excited to find one on tap. And it was weird. It was like a Saison that was the color of your porter. Huh. It was very strange. It was very good, if I can remember, if I remember correctly. I, I gave it a 3.75. Uh, I feel like it probably could have been a little higher. I don't know why it was so disturbing, because I actually <laughs> do remember liking it quite a lot. Um, but yeah, it was a... Uh, it was quite good, and I was glad. I always like when places like feature beer from local breweries. So you can try it without like actually going all these places. Yeah, totally. Uh, I all I, I think I only, it looks like I only had a couple beers there. I'm trying to as I remember. Uh, maybe I sip some of yours. Uh, so I had a couple beers. One from uh, Abomination Brewing. Uh, I'm trying to see exactly where this uh, brewery is based out of. Oh, it's out of based out of North Haven, Connecticut. Oh, so there you go. Uh, uh, this was, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't really, it, it was a triple IPA, uh, New England IPA. I wasn't like quite in the mood for a triple at this point in the night. So why'd you order? Because of the name, which was, oh, that's uh, right. F2021 as well. I mean, we don't, we're not cussing on this podcast because. And it was like, like F star, 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 F star, right? star, star. But yeah. like, if you look. On my untapped here, oh, it is yeah. not. No, so, they do not censor that. Uh, so I uh, had that, and it was wonderful. I remember drinking it and saying, "This beer is a problem because it was like, it was one of those beers that tastes like it's four percent, but it was nine point seven. Like it was ridiculous. Uh, so, but it was it was really really good. Uh, super enjoyed it, and." Um, yeah, I think that's a place that we'll have to try and find when we next time we go to Connecticut. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say that that place in New York is like a place we should go back to. Um, oh, that too. I think that like if we lived in Manhattan, that would be like a place we would go all the oh, time. Yeah. It was like a very cool place that I like really, really enjoyed. Uh, yes, we had dinner there as well because after we were apparently uh, we were warned that we we're not going to be able to eat dinner in Manhattan if we did not get a reservation ahead of time, but all but the places, all the places that we wanted to go didn't take reservations. Right. So, uh, we found a spot there and we ordered dinner. I had a, 
a wonderful hot ham and cheese sandwich, which was really, really good. And you had some chili, had chili. which also tasted. I had a little bit I of that. It was very I good. I am not exaggerating when I say it like felt like single digits. Like I think we were there on like the coldest weekend of the year. So chili was called for. Yeah, exactly. It was good comfort food yeah. on a, a night that required it. It was, it was one of those times like you're like, oh, I'm in New York. Let's go for a walk. Let's walk around the city. But nope. it's like, uh, it's 20 degrees and the windshield makes it feel like five. So no, I'm good actually on that. Yeah. Uh, which is all funny because uh, after we, you know, after we had our night out and went, went back to our hotel, uh, we decided to wake up the next morning when it was still very, very cold. And uh, we decided to actually keep with our training plans and go for our long runs for the week in uh in new york city say loosely keep with our training well plans. I, I was supposed to run six and i ran 4.8 i I, I was still proud of myself for running on you, vacation you got, when you it got felt like 13. The, the fact that you got out there at all is a big win yes. uh so i uh i actually did keep to my i went to i went, I went for my eight mm. mile run uh but it was it was so cool to, I don't know, like just. I, 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 we talk about this with the Baltimore when we talk about the Baltimore uh, half marathon. Uh, the best way to see a city when you have such a limited time in it is often by just running through it. And, Always, yeah. Uh, we were staying uh, not far from Times Square, and uh, also so not far away from Central Park. And yeah. we, we both made our routes to go through the park. What, well, let's first talk, let's talk about, you had a destination in mind. What was that destination? Uh, I want to see Balto. And now, no one knows what Balto is. I don't know. We have a pretty sizable Disney uh, oh my contingent gosh, that listens to this. You guys are my people. You might know who Balto is. Everyone's at, finally, after talking about this. <laughs> For like two weeks, Guys. it's gonna—it's the—it's the people who we can't see that we're going to be talking to that are going to understand why you would run to a Balto statue. Yeah, I—I I loved the Disney Balto movie growing up, and had never seen the Balto statue in Central Park, and was just so excited. I want to just pull back for just a second where you're saying like you know we're staying close to central park i've been to new york so many times i've always like been with family or they've been like really quick trips and i was like this is the first time that like we're staying in new york i'm like with you who is also a runner and like we're close enough that a run in central park is a possibility so yeah. i was so excited for this yeah. like I was hungover and it was cold and I was like, I don't care. I'm running through Central Park. This was a must do. I, I think yes. we uh, we were going to see Hamilton and that was obviously number one on yeah. the like things I was looking forward to. But this was this like was very this close. was like a very close number two. So I just wanna like emphasize that like this was so exciting. Also seeing our friends. We were uh, to see No, them. we were thrilled to see our friends. Uh, just in case they're listening. Um, none of them listen to this. <laughs> none of them listen to this. Uh, Jeff might. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Um, you weren't in New York. You weren't in New York. Balto. Balto. So there's a Disney movie about this, which I bet, I do bet a lot of our listeners oh, know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so the premise of this is that the premise of the movie is that like this town in like middle of nowhere, Alaska, a Gnome. bunch, Gnome, 
a bunch of kids get diphtheria and the weather is so bad that there's no way to get medicine to them so they like train the medicine as far as they can and then like balto takes it the rest of the way and like wins the girl dog and saves the town's children and it's it's a wonderful i mean I had not seen... So I made Kyle watch it right before I went to New York because I was so excited to see the Balto statue. And um, it's a very dark movie. Dark movie. Like, dark I don't movie. know that I would let a child today watch it necessarily. Well, they must have... They built bottles out of different things back then because that that sled <laughs> fell off a cliff and <laughs> none of the bo- and none of the bottles broke. So I tell everyone that we see this weekend like i'm so excited to see balto or like my friend we met for lunch i'm so excited i saw balto and everyone is like what the heck is balto either what's balto or why yes so i to everyone we talked to i had to explain the whole disney story and then the whole like true story where like it was actually like a relay of like sled dog like teams that brought it this way and balto just happened to be maybe the lead dog on the last leg of this relay but he gets this statue in central park so i ran like to the statue and i get to it and i'm so excited and all i want is like a minute alone with balto but i don't get it because there are these three women who are like oh my god it's balto balto he saved children from the flu and i'm like it's not it the flu, <laughs> but you are doing better than anyone I have talked to. You are the only people I've met who are like at all on my level about Balto. Uh, so they were like, like they were there when I got there and they were there when I left. They were very excited very about Balto. Balto. Um, but I was thrilled. I got to see the Balto statue. Can I just say, having watched the Balto movie, yeah. uh, in the beginning of the movie, uh, and this is not spoiling any of i mean i just told you the whole plot also (laughs) spoilers for balto if you haven't seen this movie from the 1980s no i think it's 95 i don't know kevin bacon was the voice i think it came out in my lifetime i'm gonna check so a a 30 to 40 year spoiler (laughs) alert for you all but in the beginning of this movie the grandmother is walking around central park with her daughter or her granddaughter who was 95 95 look at you so she's trying to find the Balto statue, super and she's like wandering, and she's, oh, it's so difficult to find. I'm like, so I'm watching, I'm like, oh, like, and then it's that she finally, like, at the end of the movie, she finally finds the statue and, like, pays her respects to Balto. I definitely thought it was going to be more hidden. It was, like, right off the road. It was off the main drag a I, little bit. It was not. It you was could not. see it from the main I, drag, but to really experience it up close, oh, you had to leave the main but drag. But like, yeah, like you could definitely find your way there. Like like she's wandering around like it's like tucked away in one well, of like the hidden Google holes. Maps of, in 1995. Yeah, well, I didn't have Google like I did not know where it was. When I went out, when I went out for my run. So I went out with a Google map in my hand to the Balto statue. So so what I did was I ran uh straight up 6th Avenue into the entrance to the park ran up the road and then went counterclockwise along the main the main road and about like f- 10 minutes after I got into the park I looked down to my right and I'm like oh there's Balto yeah super easy to find yeah. I like 6th Avenue one of the busiest <laughs> streets in the world just take it straight just and there's Balto just keep going and you'll find Balto and this woman was 
people. I, I can't believe her granddaughter didn't leave her in the middle of this park because she was wandering aimlessly forever. Anyway, uh, so this this concludes Balto Corner. Uh, so uh, Balto you, on you tap. ran you, Balto on Tap. <laughs> That's our spinoff podcast where we analyze the Balto. Okay, Balto but movie. seriously, if anyone listening to this has ever even heard of this movie, will you let us Comment know? Comment wow on our oh wow. Wow, wow. wow. Um, will you comment on our Instagram? Because, like, presumably more than just me saw this movie, but it really doesn't seem like it talking to my peers. Yes, yes. Uh, so They make child-sized coffins in the movie. It is dark. so dark. It's super dark. Uh, Kevin Bacon's the, name, the voice of the dog, though. Yeah. And Scar, the voice of Scar is the voice of the bad dog. The bad dog. guy. Uh, anyway. This is, this is a podcast about running and beer. It's not a podcast the dogs about, are running. It's not a podcast about Balto. The dogs are running. The dogs are running. They're running so fast. It's, it's an I also love, podcast. this is a little bit of a spoiler, but like Balto was just Are we like, going more into yeah. Balto? <laughs> Balto was just like an average sled dog and Disney had to make him like part wolf. He was like this half breed that was looked down upon. So we had all this a lot adversity. Of undertones really, to this, really to, the, to this, mov- this a movie. A lot. Um, but like it, he, the dog was not half wolf in real life. It was just a dog. It was just a dog. A good dog, but nonetheless a dog. The best dog. He's stuffed at the Cleveland Zoo. If it's you want to go so see him, yeah. now I'm done with the Balto dog. Okay, we're done with Balto. So, uh, you ran to the statue of the dog that shall not be named. I kept running too. And then you kept running. Uh, what did you, you know, what did you make? How like what, how was the rest of your run beyond uh, going to see Balto? I mean, it paled in comparison. <laughs> Um, I mean, honestly, I was ready to, like, quit my job and sell our house and move to New York. Yeah, right. Like, I was just feeling... I also... I'm going to tell this the world this funny story that I told you. I was like, I'm going to listen to, like, a New York playlist. And I just, like, like listening to songs I know. So I just ended up listening to Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z and Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift, just alternating those two songs back and forth the entire run. And I was running for like an hour. It's insane. Just, yeah, listen to a lot of that. But I was like really like feeling great. And like, every, like I said, every time I've been to New York, like I've never run there. Um, and it's always been like, oh, like I'm coming in to go to a show or like I'm coming in to, you know, go to an exhibit or like something. Um, but this was really the first time that it's been like, oh, like, you know, we're going to bars in parts of the city that like aren't Times Square and like we're running with all these people who live here and I'm like man I bet it'd be super cool to live here yeah uh I had the same experience uh although I I remember the the last time we were in New York uh I remember talking with you about running there and my I was like my impression of running in this city is that it's gotta be so stop start because uh there are not long stretches without traffic lights so I went out for my run expecting, so like, I, yeah. I, I was like, okay, the, the vast majority of my, the middle of my, my run will be in Central Park and it'll be fine. Like there'll be a lot of uninterrupted breaks. So I um, anticipated like the beginnings and the end to be really stop start. What I had forgotten about was the New York penchant for jaywalking. And uh, it was a Sunday morning in New York. There wasn't a ton of traffic, but so like I would stop at a light and I'd be like, oh, like, okay, it's, I'm going to stop at this traffic light. And then all these New Yorkers would just keep walking. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. I forgot that 
traffic laws don't mean anything here. I also worried that it was going to be like very stop start and the sidewalk getting to Central Park was just going to be packed. Uh, but I found that like early on a Sunday morning, like I could comfortably run and I like had to stop like maybe once or twice. Like I, I feel like I just timed a lot of the lights right and the ones that I didn't, a lot of them are one way streets. So it's yep. very easy to look and be like, is there anything coming? No, I'm just going to yep. run across. Uh, so I found it much easier to run like in in the city outside of the park than I expected. I actually committed a bit of a faux pas what? on my way out, uh, way, way, like on the beginning of my run. Did you pet a horse? No, no, I did not pet a horse. But I did run in the bike lane for a mm. bit because I, I started off in the uh, road. Yeah, because I was uh, I was like not in the park, like on Sixth Avenue. On Sixth Avenue, because uh, as I was running, like I. I was weaving a bit more than I would that I felt comfortable to. Oh. There, was just, there was more people than I felt like, and, and you know, it's 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 a it's a pedestrian area. It's not like there's a lot of. That's there's, interesting. There's I had no issues out. with the crowds. I, I had a I had not a ton of crowds, but like enough where I felt awkward, and I was sure. just like, you know what? It'll be easier for me to just go out in the bike lane, which I know like we're not supposed to do, but um, there was there was a little bit of a barrier between me and traffic, and I, so I was like, I'm just gonna do it. So. Um, that was it was like i don't know it's it's not it's very much it's not a flat city but like it wasn't a, wasn't like really gentle uphills uh in like when i was getting to like in, in central park there are hills but like yeah. as we were like on sixth avenue and then i ran back on uh fifth avenue and um just kind of meandered around by rockefeller plaza and grand central and all that kind of stuff uh so uh, like really gentle uh you know kind of inclines and declines there which was really quite nice i thought i was shocked by the hills in the park like i've obviously the, hills, the, the park was hilly as hell yeah i've obviously like read about the marathon finish line which ends in central park and everyone's like yeah you finish uphill but like there were hills that i i had to like stop and walk because i was like i am going straight uphill yeah. right now it was crazy i will say uh, so I did a eight mile loop and I think six ish miles of it were in Central Park. Uh, running through Central Park has got to be one of the coolest running experiences I've ever had. I yes. thought uh, not only like like it, it is uh, just baffling to me how much how like how much green space there is like it's it's not like I don't think I'd ever even been in Central Park. I, I had, so this was I had been in it many many years ago my first trip to New York and like uh, but I only like barely got into it. So having got like a lot a lot of the way into it like I ran all the way around the Central Park Reservoir. Uh, the Jacqueline not, Kennedy Onassis Reservoir. Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis Reservoir. I'm like that's not the name. It's the it's the Jackie O uh, Reservoir. So I ran my route was like along the the main drive uh kind of around the reservoir and then i went a little bit further past the reservoir and then back around and i still like only covered like yeah. two-thirds of the park like there's still a bunch more and it's not like a park where like like on the national mall large green space you can see cars and traffic yeah. all the time central park is like in the middle of the most populated city in the yeah. country like one of the most densely packed places in the, in, in the nation. And in the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go with that. I'll say w in the world. W one of the most densely populated places in the world, I think is fair. And, like, you get into that park and, like, yeah. it, it feels wide open. It was very bizarre, but, like, also just, 
really great views of the skyline and um, yeah, it was just it was such a cool experience. I loved like it lived up to the hype of running through the park. I totally agree. I loved it. And and like you said, like so much green space, but also like we're not going to talk about the dog anymore, but there are like so many cool things like so I, I ran to this like very cool, weird looking castle. And then like the I Belvedere ran castle, Belvedere like Castle. And then I ran by um, the John Lennon, like imagine uh, memorial plaque that. So I had like kind of highlights of the parks I wanted to hit. But there were so many like plaques and like very cool covered bridges that yep. I wasn't expecting. So like you run across this like kind of like older like bridge like across this pond that looks like it belongs in rock creek parkway which is like the most rural part of dc and you look up and there are just skyscrapers yeah. in front of you like it was gorgeous to run in i absolutely loved and there was probably the only time i've ever been in new york um there was a time when i was up in the ramble okay which is like woods like trails through like thick trees hmm. and i was like this is crazy and i like stopped for a second and i was like i cannot see another person yeah um which i feel like and like you know then i like turned a corner and there was like a couple walking and like th there were definitely people around and like i want to emphasize like it was very safe but like i was like to be like surrounded by trees and like feel alone for even a second in New York was so weird. Yeah, uh, I think one of one of the things that like I, like I very much kept to um, main drags because I was like, I'm gonna get lost. I was yeah. I ran with my Google Map like out yeah. showing the dot about where I was because I I because I wanted to like see certain things and I was running shorter. I was like more into like back trails and it was quite confusing. Yeah. So uh, I just want to give like a real shout out to uh, just New York runners, man. N like it was, so we had gone into Central Park after the New York Roadrunners had done, I, I believe a 10K. It was a 10K, I wish we had known. Yes, uh, so they did a 10K earlier in the morning. Uh, there were still people out continuing their runs after the 10K. I saw people just like, like we were out there a couple hours with after, bibs on? after done, they're still running around with bibs, uh, and there are there were like there were so many so runners. many runners out, and, and again like like DC has a pretty solid running community. I on a regular basis when I like we when we lived close to the National Mall, I would always run on the National Mall, and uh, I would notice in March and in April an uptick in the amount of people I'd see and I'd be like where were you guys all winter like oh like yeah you, yeah like like you know running in the winter not as popular here it was 20 degrees like it was so cold that when I got back to the hotel I realized that the back like yeah it, I looked like if if anybody can if you're by a computer google Kobe Jones the soccer player from the mid 90s he had like dreads with beads on the back of his hair and that is what I looked like, but with ice. Like my hair had frozen into like eight to nine to ten, uh, like icicles, and I looked. It was cold. Someone like I was like stopped at a traffic light, and someone was like, 
I'm so impressed that you're out here in this weather. Like, it was that cold that, yep. like, people commented. I was wearing, like, multiple yep. shirts. It was freezing. And there were, like, I probably saw hundreds of runners. So many runners. And, like, like runners of all ages, of all speeds. Like, I got blown away by some people. Uh, I, like, w was out there by some geezers. Like, it was... Uh, They're called masters. Masters, sorry. <laughs> Uh, it was just really impressive, and I came away from it being like, "Wow, like okay, like New York, serious about like yeah, serious about its Yankees, serious about its pizza, serious about its running, because like this is an um, unbelievable amount of people out, uh, you know, on a early, you know, I guess it wasn't that early in the, in the morning, but like a mid-morning February." run on a frigid Sunday yeah it was just it was so impressive and it, it was very cool to be like once I got uh over the fact that like these cross-country runners were just blowing by me I'm, I'm pretty sure I think it was the Columbia cross-country team or something just flew by me at one point and I was like you jerks like how dare you uh but once I got over that and was just kind of appreciating just how mm -hmm. many people were out it was uh it was so cool to yeah just to be like kind of in that vibe and it yeah was, it was fun it was really cool like it really did feel you know no one as I was like out running like no one knew if I was from there like I feel like running in a local place is like a really good way to sort of like just step into the community for like a little bit of time and like live as people there or at least as runners there do yeah um so I felt really lucky that we had the time to do it, and it was really fun. Yeah. It also, just a great way to see, like, yeah. I mean, New, New York is Cibalto. so... New, Cibalto. <laughs> New York is just so full of landmarks. Balto? Right, like, and Balto. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, are you hurting yourself? You're laughing, laughing so hard? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, like... Like on my way, like on my way out there, I'm like, oh, like I'm passing Radio City Music Hall, and yes. I'm passing like here's News Corp's head headquarters, and like we went by the late like dri driving, we went by like the late show with Stephen Colbert. That's like, what like and I like yeah. I like I saw uh, the Tonight Show, the Jimmy Fallon Studios, like that, like I ran by that, and on the way back, I'm like, oh well, the, here's Trump Tower. Uh, I ran around Rockefeller Plaza, uh, Rockefeller Center. And uh, and then like, I was like, oh, like I'm gonna go over there. That's Grand Central. I'm just gonna run by that too. Like, you, on an eight mile run, I covered like I yeah. covered a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, this is like all pretty cool, iconic stuff. And yeah. uh, was just fun to see. Really fun to um, be out there. And like, I definitely felt like I felt better as my rant, run went on. Like, I started off and was like, oh my god, I am sore. I don't feel good. But like. It was by the time I got to Central Park and like you're running around, you get these views of these incredible buildings and like this, you, you just get invigorated. And I very much like I kind of I, like felt much better in the second half of my run because I'm just like, this is great. I'm having such a fun time. You know, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's true. It's very true. That's a great place to ask you, how's your beer? I thought we were going to talk about how much we wanted to both do the marathon. Oh, now. yeah, 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 yeah. So, we do have a plan for we these. We do have going a plan in. for these. I forgot. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I, this is all just an elaborate, <laughs> an elaborate ruse. Uh, so did running in New York make you want to do another marathon? Your yes, your your, your famed uh, yes. obstacle. Yes. 
I mean, to be clear, I don't, I don't want to do another marathon, but I think I would enjoy doing New York. Yeah. I don't think I would enjoy training for it. Um, but like running in Central Park was just like so cool and like, dare I say magical and seeing a little bit of like the running culture in this city like it reminded me of boston which yeah. hosts like another you know another city that hosts a super awesome marathon it makes me wonder if like having these like landmark like world major marathons Saw like a influences a lot of people wearing yeah. new york marathon gear yeah so. i mean like think about it like even if you're going out to spectate how many years can you spectate a marathon before you're like i should probably start running like not many um, so I do wonder if like having these like serious marathons um, influences the running culture in these places because like seeing the running culture here, I was like, oh, I just want to do this marathon. And yeah. like it will involve doing 20 mile runs in August and that will be terrible. But I was like, it's a little later. Like, you might be able to do them in, in, uh, that's true. in September. And, it's uh, still October. 100 degrees in September here. It's true. I like got back to our hotel and I was like, should we just like sign up for the lottery every year and see what happens? Like it definitely made me really excited about New York. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I've always wanted to run New York. And I just, it, it, like I was running through Central Park and was just like, so this is where you finish. Like that'd be really cool. And, uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I'm still, I, I don't think I want, I'm, st I'm still fighting off the itch to, like, sign up for a marathon, run a marathon in 2022. Uh, but I think for the 2023 race, like, I think it's just going to be a part of my usual routine in, uh, to, apply. In, to apply and to, to do the lottery and see what happens. It does sound like, I mean, it sounds a lot like New York. It's big. It's beautiful. Kind it sounds like it's absolute pain yeah. to like get to the start line, wait there for a couple you can hours. Take the ferry. Take the ferry. You can also take your time waiting at the start line, uh, and then like, you know, finishing up through those hills in Central Park. Like that's gonna be like it's. But like, and you go over so many bridges, so many and bridges. you know how much how awful it is running over bridges from Marine Corps. Like yep. yeah. I think it's it would be, be, cool. it'll be. It'll be co like cooler there at least in November. Maybe. maybe. I think it would be a hard marathon, but I think the crowd support would be awesome, and I think it would be like a pretty like kind of, like a kind of a once in a lifetime yeah. run. The thing about running over the bridges in New York too, it's not like, you know, running over the bridges uh, going from D.C. into Northern Virginia. Not that scenic. Just not that scenic. That's true. No matter where you go, if you're going over uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, does it go over the Brooklyn Bridge? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, going over the bridges into Manhattan and being able to see the Manhattan sky skyline, or like going into Brooklyn, seeing the Brooklyn skyline, or something like that, like all that is much cooler than uh, seeing the like a couple hotels off of uh, 495. Right. No, that's like, true. So it's just. Uh, it's a different beast, but like you're right, it's it, those are. But, so but cool, the but hills, like, you you or the, the bridges, like are basically all hills. You kind of go up to the middle and then yeah. down. So it, it just I makes them it, hard it's still, to run. It's, it's a bucket list race for me, and yeah. uh, I think starting 2023 going to be one that I just apply to try to get into every year until I do it. So uh, I think that makes sense. They used to have like a way that like if you applied three times and need to get in your fourth year, you were automatically in. But they did away with that. I thought it was like ten now. No, they did away with it entirely. So oh, you can geez. apply the lottery every year the rest of your life and never do it. 
I, I think you just have dares to dares to do. I think you have to run like a one twenty half or something. Like just qualify. One twenty. Yeah. I I don't know if that's right. Don't don't. I mean, fact check me. I don't think it's right. But don't, it, don't worry. I'm not going to be running a one. It is half. a fast half marathon time to qualify. Yeah. But you can qualify. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not. I'm not running a fast half. Marathon. I'm not running a fast. If the word marathon is in the name of the race, I'm not running a fast one. Yeah. Uh, but. I think it'll be a really cool race to run at some point, and yeah. Uh, yeah, this definitely only only heightened my desire to do it for yeah. sure. So, that beer was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, which is maybe explains a little of the punchiness. I'm always this funny. I said punchy, not funny. I'm always this punchy. That's that's true. That's kind of true. Um, sorry. Do you want to ask me? How was your beer? My beer was good. I really. I just like this place. Yeah. Dear Hoax Brewing, big fans. Yeah. Um, Try and get up on the podcast. Maybe we should. I feel like, I don't know. I, I It's really cool to find a place that is doing like so many different sours so well. Yeah. Like I've had four of their beers. They've all been quite different. I've liked them all a lot. And part of me is like sours are so complicated like only the big places can do them but like look at black project right like they just do sours and that's like not a huge place so sure. it's just cool to like find some place that's like kind of close that we go routinely yeah um that does all this stuff so well i'm just a big fan Wonderful. i i mean i finished this like 25 minutes ago i, this, oh, yeah. I, I finished this beer we've pretty both been done with our beers for quite a, quite some time yeah uh, How was your beer? Lovely. Uh, just such an easy drinking, uh, sweet, uh, like delicious beer. So I'm, I'm hoping you're right, and that uh, that was not the last one. But I if, think if, there's if, one more. If it was, uh, it's been a, it's 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 a great beer. It's been I, an honor. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Uh, no, it's a really good beer. Just like I don't know, porters, porters are just good. I like porters, porters are just good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm regretting that it's gone. How about that? Uh, where can the people find us? We are available wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple. Other has taken a hit. There's Oof. a new one on our analytics that I did not recognize. Oh, boy. Uh, let me pull it up. Where's our... Apparently, you can leave, leave reviews on Spotify now, too, by the way. Oh, we have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, mm. CastBox, and web browser. Web browser. Who listens to podcasts on a web browser? I mean, keep doing it. Keep doing I, it. I just don't, wouldn't know how. I have, I have no idea. And then other is still 27%. Shout out to other. Shout out to other. Uh, well, thank you all so much for listening, however you find our podcast. And uh, you can also follow us. Follow us. Follow our Muffin Madness yes. exploits. We're getting close to naming the first Final Four winner. Yes. Like, the first Final Four contestant. It's getting tough, guys. They're honestly all so good. This is what this is teaching me. I thought it was going to be, like, quite easy until, like, the last round or whatever. But, like, we have made a lot of tough calls already. Oh, all of the muffins are good. The, once the everything... Uh muffin got introduced it's been everything but the dust though. the last two days have been tough really tough yeah but uh really delicious as well so which delicious is, which is great um, so you can find us on instagram at running on tap 
and we'll have lots of other good stuff there too. And let us let me know if you know about Balto because I do feel like our community might. Yes. Comment. Balto bow wow. <laughs> bow wow Balto. Or just whatever. Yeah, just just do, I don't know. Just do do literally comment anything at this point, and we'll we'll probably just assume it's a shout out to us. Uh, but. Anyway. Don't write something like this podcast sucks, though. Yeah. That would be me. No, that would be bad. Don't do that. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> We're getting off the rails. Uh, thank you all. So Long much. live Balto! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for listening to this Balto podcast. Uh, my name is Kyle. This is for Jacqueline. I'm my signing off. For, for some Jacqueline reason, Balto Stan. <laughs> for, for some reason, I'm signing off like Will Run For. I started doing... I went into Tom's sign-off for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway, shout out to Will Run For. Uh, thank you all so much to li- for listening to this complete train wreck. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>